Yo, what is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Spill the Tea. It's been a while since I've made another podcast. Not gonna lie, I've been super busy. So, on this episode, I thought, why not just talk about myself and give people a little bit of an insight into who Paul Chapman is? You get me? So, because I feel people would want to know a little bit about me and who I am and things I do, what I do, where I do, what I do. Where do I start? Who is Paul? I am Paul. Mm, let me. <laughs> So, let me start with my full name. My full name is Paul Adam Chapman, um, aka Pac, aka Pac-Man. Reason why? Because um, P-A-C stands f- for my initials. Uh, my last name has Man at the end, so adding Pac-Man together. Um, some people call it, call me Pac for short, or even in even in secondary school, people were calling me Chapman. Um, don't know why but it kind of had a ring to it and yeah it kind of stuck with me since secondary school not even just secondary school actually i'm lying even into even into college and even into uni yeah 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 actually 100 percent. the name people just calling me by my surname kind of just it kind of just stuck and then a lot of my close friends now they call me pack so yeah that's the reason why people call me pack because my initials spell out Paul Adam Chapman, P-A-C. I am British Filipino, born and raised in London. I'm a city boy, I would say. For those of you who don't know, do I really want to say my age? No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Do I say my age? Well, no, no, no. I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to put myself... You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, so I recently turned 30 this year. It was my birthday. Yeah, it's the big free O, as they like to say. 30, 30. How does it feel to be 30, you might ask? If it was better than being 20, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Reason why I say that is just because I'm a lot older now. I'm a lot more wiser. I've come with a lot more experience and knowledge. Listen, if I could go back in time, yeah, and tell my 20-year-old self with this kind of knowledge that I have, I would have taken over the world a long time ago. I've just been... At the moment, I'm still going to take over the world, take over the world, don't get me wrong, but at the moment, you know, things are just hard. As they do in life, life hits you, no one really prepares you for the world out there. Like, not even school. Like, school teaches you about certain topics, but they don't tell you, about, they don't teach you about life skills. They don't teach you about invoices. Yeah, they don't tell you about savings, finances, even like grown-up stuff about like, um, credit cards and mortgages how to get things like that these are things that you don't know you just you you kind of think oh, okay maybe i should get a mortgage what does that even mean moving swiftly on things i do what do i do uh what i like to tell people when people ask who i am or what do i do i usually tell them i'm, vi- I'm a videographer i don't really tell them i'm a dancer i don't know why i mean i'm a dancer to some degree I teach I teach dance classes um, at Studio Sixty Eight. My style, I would say, my style is pretty, pretty intricate. 
uh, I grew up lis- listening. Oh, I didn't grow up listening. I grew up watching. I grew up watching a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I did idolize a lot of American choreographers growing up. The likes of uh, Lau Baniga, Keone Madrid, Paul Ross, the whole, the whole of Choreo Cookies, GRV back in the day. Who else? What else? Oh, oh yeah, Jafar Smith. Um, that era, Brian Puspos to some degree. Oh yeah, June Komodo. Yeah, these are people that like. I feel like the generation nowadays don't really know too much about. Um, and it's just it's it's, it's it happens like in the dance world. You kind of realize I've been doing this for for a couple of years now, so not even a couple, a few years, and it's. You kind of see the cycle, so a lot of the a lot of the older generation that are like twenty five and up, um, they know about these people. So like, I feel like they're the last of the generation that really know who these certain people are, and then it's a it's a whole new wave of people and choreographers, teachers coming into the game. So I don't like to forget where I've come from. I like to appreciate my roots and what got me to where I am. In terms of dance, these are people that I grew up on. Um, don't get me wrong; there's it's not just Americans that I was idolizing. There was a lot of UK talented choreographers too: um, Kenrick, Glenn Hudson, to name a few. Oh, like there was a group called Ruthless back in the days. Yeah, Ruthless with Simon Campbell, Gene, all of these guys. Yeah, mm, they were they were dope. They were dope. Kimberly Taylor. Yo, there's a there's there's a whole bunch. Even Cash, like Cash Money. Yeah. These are hella people like that I grew up. Like a lot of us are a lot of us are like close to the same age. So we kind of we kind of kept that generation together. Um, as I said, I teach at Studio 68. I have a group at the moment called JYP. That stands for Free Individuals, known as Jason Pinnock. Yehemi Prosper and myself we've just combined our initials and made a group that group started way way back started like 2013 we we kind of like came together at the end of 2012 but we thought we were like we wanted to start a new year 2013 with a class and we kind of just grew from there JYP started um, as free friends who had their own following in a way. So we thought, why not just combine our followers and make new followers and a collective of what we do? So that's how JYP got started, guys. And then since 2013, we've been running it. What's that? What's that now? How many years is that? 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh, so about six years. A good old six years. Yes, indeed. Six years of JYP. There's been a, there's been a lot of hard times with JYP. You're not gonna lie. Um, our first class, our first slot, was a Saturday after Ola. Um, I think that was five thirty, five thirty till seven. But it was a hard slot because not many people wanted to dance on a Saturday. It was tough. So then, after I think after like a few months, like a month or two. Uh, that kind of switched, I think, by February. Because we started, like, in January of 2013. 
And then I think, no, it was a bit after that. I think it was like, about April, we ended up moving to a Tuesday evening. And that became our regular. Um, that was, we took over from Glenn, Glenn's slot, because Glenn Hudson was in that spot. 7.30 till 9 on a Tuesday night upstairs studio. Um, we ended up taking over that. And then we've had a lot of a lot of people come through our classes, training with us, learning from us. Um, so our numbers have always been up and down. And I know you think, since when? I think over the last three years, our numbers have kind of just gone up. Like, have they, they've been pretty steady. Um, they still go up and down depending on the time of year. That becomes a pattern, but we've been pretty solid over the last three years. Three, four, I say f- between four, th- three to four years. Yeah, we've been pretty solid. I really love teaching, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Teaching is fun. I've learned a lot from, from a lot of teachers. I've taken a lot of notes as I grew up. I think maybe I should start with a little story about how I got into dance. So... I was dancing from when I was a bit young. I never really was into dance, to be honest with you. I was more into my into my sports. I wanted to become a football player from young. Um, when I discovered I was really good, and like people were gassing me at, at secondary school, they're like, "Oh yeah, Josh Chapman's dope. He's dope. I'll put him in goal. He's sick." And then I came out of goal at some point. They put me as a defender. Then I was showing. I was I was, I was known as a guy that was slide tackle. There was one time we was playing this this school. And then uh, my number was five. So that was like, that was always going to be my, num- my, jer- my, my shirt number. And then I remember there was, there was, it was so funny because I think it was by year eight. So we started like year seven, year eight. No, I think it was year nine. I'm lying. Probably year nine. So this, the school football team, there was one time we went to a school and we were away. So we had to travel to their, to their pitch. I just remember it was like, there was these kids on the other team who were like, oh, yeah, that number five. I've heard about him. I was like, raw. Other schools are hearing about me. And at that time, like, you're, you know, you're teenagers, you're gassed. And I tried to keep my composure. I was like, yeah, I'm number five. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that was the end of my story anyways. But yeah, I remember that. I remember that. But then there was, there were like, it came to a sad point where like, I was just overdoing it. I started training with um, this Fulham Academy youth, youth academy at, at, at a certain point. And I was just overdoing that. Plus playing football at lunch times, after school, and then having actual training for, for school, for the school team. I was overdoing myself. You know, at 16, maybe 16, maybe like 14, 15, 16, you're like, I'm invincible. I'm not going to get injured. Little did I know, by, by 15, I, I tore my my ligament in my knee my um what is it called no M- no that's that's the scan mri scan um just know yeah i I tore my ligament in my knee at 15 and i was fucked i was done i was like shit what the hell is this what do i do now because that like the for the first week i thought you know it was just like a sprain like it would, it would like the pain will go away but no I was trying to I was trying to play football normally and there was a point where like I was just running, running and like like so what it was like my ligament tore, so then when my bones touched, 
I would collapse. I would instantly drop to the floor like KO. Like I'm done. I'm like I'm just lying on the floor. Like someone snipered me. Yeah, it was it was peak. And then there was one time, so I was like, fuck. It was after school. It was after school. Um actually. And I had to call my grandparents. And I was like, can you come and pick me up from school? Um, can you drive me to the hospital? I think there's something wrong with my knee. So they came, they took me to the hospital. And they were like, uh, so I ended up having a, a MRI scan like immediately, not immediately. I like, I had to wait a couple couple hours, um, because I was underage. So they ended up telling me, yeah, I've torn my my ACL. That was it. Torn my ACL. That's what I was meant to say. I remember now. Um, and then, um, and that was a very common, um, sports injury before footballers. And I was like, really, damn. I just got it at 15. Fuck. So then I had to have an operation for that. Um, operation was successful. Like I'm, I, like, I'm back home, obviously. Like, I'm on my legs. On my, on my ten toes. Doing the most. Um, let me breathe for a sec. Doing the most. As you do. And then I had to, like, do physio, a lot of physio to get my knee back um because i lost a lot of weight in my and muscle not weight i lost a lot of muscle in my left leg and it was and like even up today even up until today i don't think my left knee is as strong as my right um it's also due to old age you know man's getting older and that old things um <laughs> yeah that happened at 15 had the operation so by 16 is when we were like about to do our GCSEs and that. Yeah, it was it was a tough time for me because um, my dreams of wanting to play football and be a professional footballer got shut down. Because of my injury, I had to leave Fulham Academy as well. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I, like, you know, didn't get injured. But, you know, and because of that, like, so there was when I had my operation. So this is how I fell into dance. Um, I had a, I had my operation and I was lying in the in the bed, in the patient's room, and they had like these TVs that were showing us TV shows, and there was a dance program called Bump and Grind, Bump and Grind. It was on a TV TV network, uh, called Trouble. Woo, Trouble. Who remembers Trouble back in the days on Sky Digital? Even Sky Sky Digital. Be telling me, um, and then I was watching it, and there was hella dancers on there. I was like, "Oh, these people are dope!" And then I was like, "I, I want to do that. That's what I want to do." So then I started. I started freestyling, you know. Um, so then there was me and my boy called Shane. Shane, back in the day, we went to the same same school. He was a year above me. Um, so. And he was Filipino too, so that you know, I tried to connect, tried to stay, stay with my people, dems, because I went to school in South London. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's hardly any Asians in there. There's hardly any Filipinos in South. Yeah, so I had to, I had to kind of fit in. Otherwise, I ain't trying to be no neek, as we call it back in the day. I ain't no neek and get bullied and get picked on. I had to keep. I had to be one of the cool kids. So yeah, I had to do a lot of bad shit growing up. Not gonna lie to ya. Um, what was I saying? I forgot. I lost track. 
Um, yeah, school. Um, and I was not trying to be a nuke. That's what I was saying. I'm losing track of where I was. Uh, oh yeah, dancing. So, <laughs> and then I kind of got into dancing by year nine, after the operation, going into year ten, and man like Shane, like so while I was doing physio. We're like we would be watching like Harlem Shake videos, how to Harlem Shake properly. I was active, like we <laughs> had my own YouTube channel. You see me in my bedroom, like Harlem shaking and shit. Um, learning how to how to wave, how to isolate. See, I I, I self taught myself all of that stuff. Um, before I start taking classes, I didn't even know what a dance class was. Like, not gonna lie to you. Um, what else was I doing? I started breakdancing. So those times, yeah, where HMV was open back in the day, HMV was like the biggest media store that you could buy like DVDs, videos, VHS, CDs, mini discs, albums, singles, games, computer games. All of that was there. Like even books and stuff. Like that was the spot. And then they had like a section where they had like dance stuff and they had breaking. And I was like, oh, break dancing. Yeah. I want to spin on my head. I want to do baby freezes and all of that power moves. So I got that. And man was trying to learn that. But then my wrists were hella weak. My, my, my wrists are weak now. So like, this is why I could never really get into it. Like I could do footwork, but like trying to, trying to baby freeze for time. Of like holding that for a while, like it just wasn't working for me. So then, within the video, they were showing me some popping and locking, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks dope!" Some popping, locking, king tut, and I got into that a bit more, and I started searching more YouTube videos, popping and locking, and I would see them in like in music, certain music videos, like popping and locking and waving, not even locking, waving and popping, and I was like, "Ee, come on!" And like, who is there? They had like Omarion like doing his touch in his touch like he and then who else was there his BET performance oh yeah I was learning all of those videos all of those videos Chris Brown started coming out with his like run it and he was dancing and freestyling I was like yeah lit lit I want to do that's me so every time I went to like me and Shane went to go to these clubs the clubs whoa we were like 15 16 you go to these um family parties We'd always go together and we'd be like looking like Usher with the oversized blazers, um, trousers, and then with the sneakers and the kicks on. Yeah, we were doing the most trying to look like Usher, like in Usher's Yeah video with the, with, with the fitted. They weren't even snapbacks at those times. They were like new era fitteds. So we were just banging that and we would just be there, like freestyling, learning the choreo. And then another movie came out. There was a dope dance movie that came out, and I don't think anyone really knows this of today. Um, it's called "You Got Served." Yeah, and there was like it was like what? There's a dance movie, and it's like with B2K, and these lot can dance because everyone watches their videos. Yeah, so we started learning all of their choreos to those songs, and then there was a talent show one year. It was Shane's last year. So he was in year 11 by this point. I was in year 10. And um, so that story was jokes. I'm not going to lie to you. So me and Shane were like, I was like, yo, Shane, let's do this talent show, innit? It's your last one. You might as well just 
go go out with a bang. It'll be my. I'll probably only be the only one doing this. Like the only time I'll do this. I don't think I'll do this the, the year after in, in my final year. And he was like, "All right, fuck it, let's do it, let's do it." So we were just learning choreo from some of these videos, and then we would do like we just a whole make we made a, like a whole set, like a whole dance piece of like of a mashup of different songs, and. Two twos now. We were meant to go first. Not gonna lie to you, but what happened was, so that day of the talent show, we wanted to practice. So we were trying to practice at lunchtime. But what happened was, we used one of the art rooms. Um. Yeah. They they use one. Of, we used one of the art rooms to rehearse, and then we left our our music in the in the cassette, or no, even the cassette player. We just left it in in there for some reason. We both forgot about it. And then we were trying to like, oh, where's the where's our music? Where's our CD? We had no idea. It was like, ah. Oh. So we was in the art room last. So let's go back and check it. And it was like somewhere on the, under some papers. We found it. And they were like, all right, cool. Um, at this point, they've already gone on with free acts. And they were like, okay, cool, 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 cool. We're just going to put you guys last. It was like, all right, cool. Fair enough. So we they put us last. Two twos now. Everyone's everyone's going mad. Everyone's going crazy for what we were doing. And then we ended up winning. <laughs> ended up winning the talent show. I was like, yeah. That gave me some confidence boost. All the girls in my year were like, oh, you're so dope. You're so dope. All the men were like, yeah, yeah, you look hard. You look hard. And then even even girls in, his, in Shane's year, because he's a year above me, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Paul, you're so dope. You're so dope. I was like, yeah. Ego boost right there. I was like, come on, come on. What are you telling me, ladies? You looking for some Asian persuasion, yeah? But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first cracker, like dance really. And like doing stuff that I enjoyed, like the dance, that kind of dancing. Um Year eleven I tried to keep it going a little bit, but I wasn't too too serious about it. Um it was only when I got to, when did I get to, uh, it was after that, so 26, no, I was 16, ended up going to college, went to Richmond College, Twickenham, what, what, rich, what, Richmond, come on, um, and then there was this girl, there's a girl that was uh, a year above me, or two years, maybe, I can't remember, um, called Leanne, and like there was a dance studio in the building, innit? When we discovered it, we were just always in that building. I was always in that room. Um, to the point where the year after, they had to lock the room because everyone was just always in there. I would be in there on my lunch break. I'd be in there during periods. Like, periods as in class periods. Lesson. Um, like, to the even towards the end of that year, I would just be in... I'll be at uni. Uni? I'll be at college and just be in the dance studio. Like, practicing, dancing... Ended up making my own dance group called Swift Styles. <laughs> but before I get into that one still. Um, so Leanne kind of introduced me um, into the dance world of dance classes. So there was a dance class because it was like, it's kind of like freshers. So they had like for, for, for the new people, like a dance class. And we went to it. It was free. It was like three pound or something. But it was there. It was dead, and um, it got to a point where some of us, some of some of us that took the class, we were like, oh, 
so how do we get to teach because i feel like we're better than you so that never really happened and then she kind of just stopped teaching um and then and then those the studio just kind of became free so what happened after that uh, yeah i made a dance group <laughs> called swift stars um but with leanne she ended up having auditions for the group that she joined. So she auditioned for this group called Masters of Movement. <laughs> and then they got to a point, like, I think it was like maybe six months after, she was kind of like, oh, yeah, there's going to be another audition for, for the group, for the company. You lot should come. So then a bunch of the boys, like, in my year, we were like, yeah, all right, cool, we'll come through. And it's two like bear in mind like this is the first time I'm about to take a like a proper dance class. I didn't know what to expect, but I like I didn't I wasn't too phased because I thought I was sick in it. I thought I was dope still. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, 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 I'm better than everyone. So I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna get this audition. I'm gonna get through. Um, what happened? We got yeah. So we went to the audition, and then this is this is the first time I've met TK now. TK owner of Studio Sixty Eight. Um, but she wasn't even teaching us. So who was teaching us? Oh man, like Ollie, Oliver, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. So um, he took the audition, and it was pretty mad. He taught um, Omarion O, and as they were doing groups and like numbers and stuff, he was like, "Oh, uh, I want you to do it." And I was, and she pointed at me, and I was like, "Huh? Do it by myself." I was like, no, I don't know. I've never like, this is the, this is my first time taking a, like a dance class properly, like I'm not just being in my bedroom watching YouTube videos. And I was like, damn, I feel like I'm gonna mess up. <laughs> and then uh, she made me do it by myself, and I was like, fuck, I messed up. It's like, let's go again, let's go again, let's, can we do it again? And she's all right, let's do it again. And this time she made me do it with, Ol uh, with Oliver, and I was just flaming. I was like on fire. I was dying. I tried, to, I tried to keep up. But, like, I couldn't, like, it was just too much, too much for my brain. Like, I didn't understand musicality at the, at the time. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what dynamics were. Like, none of that. All of that stuff was just, like, new to me. <clears throat> and then, um, ended up, like, they, this is where they ended up making, like, a training group on a Thursday, I think, at that time. Um, so, they had, like, the, like, the Tuesday trainees. With the group, so they choose, and the those trainees would become, they would go to rehearsals every Tuesday and Saturday, and then they have the Thursday trainees. I think it was like a Saturday morning, and then the company class, and then Thursdays. Um, yeah, and that was kind of my first crack at it. After that, um, so after that, that ended my first year at college. And I realized I failed. <laughs> That's a funny story. I I realized I failed college, my first year at college, because I didn't like the subjects I picked. Like to be honest with you, I picked PE, psychology, maths, and graphic design at college. PE, I was like, all right, cool, because like you know I get to play sports. But the theory side of it, eh, -eh wasn't for me. Um, so I ended up failing my exam. Um, psychology, same. Like after a while. I was just like, this is not for me. I just want to dance. I want to just dance and moonwalk. Um, maths, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Just because I got a B in GCSE, I was like, yeah, I could do maths. 
That's Asian too, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. I feel like I'm just dying. But then only thing I passed out of my four subjects was graphics. Like, I passed graphics. I thought I had passed maths. Because I needed, you needed a minimum of two passes just to stay on for the next year. But what happened was there was a confusion. I thought I had passed maths. But I only passed a module in maths. So then I went to the to the enrollment for the second year. And they were like, oh, you only passed one subject. I was like, what? Swear down. So then I was there like, no way. What the fuck do I do? I fucked up. I was like, I fucked up. And I have to tell my parents that I failed. <laughs> that was like this, one of the scariest moments. Because like, at this moment in time, I was the only one had got, that had gotten this far in my family, education-wise. Like my, my aunt, who was a bit older than me, like 10 years older than me at the time. She didn't, she went to college, but she didn't go to uni. And they were, like, everyone was kind of relying on me as I was the next oldest in the family out of the siblings to go to uni. So I was like, shit, what do I do? This point, at, at this point, I've, I've turned 18. Um, and I was just like, shit, maybe I have to get a real job right now. So then I ended up getting a job, my first ever job. Working in the cinema, um, working in Odeon, Leicester Square. What are you telling me? Free tickets. <laughs> um, and then I was there for like a good year. I was like, oh shit, man's making peas. I was buying crepes here and there. Like every month I was like buying new things. Ended up getting like my first contract phone. Man got the Blackberry Curve. What are you telling me? I had the BB pens, the BB pin. So man can talk like WhatsApp. And talk to her. I was like, that's how I'm trying to get everyone to get like a Blackberry so we can all chat. And it was just, it was, it was mad. It was a madness still. Um, and then I think after my first year of just working, um, working at the cinema, making peas, you're at 18, you're like, oh, man's making hella money. Like, man's seen like a good thousand something in my, in my bank account. Like, I can do, I can do bettings. Nah, <laughs> nah. I wish I saved that money. Still, I wish I saved the monies. Um, yeah. So then, after my first year, because I was working with, and the people at my at my job, like other, my other um, other workers, a lot of them have been there for like five years, ten years, fifteen years. I was like, raw. You guys have been here from time. I was like, this is not me. I need to get out. So then that kind of pushed me and motivated me to go back to, to education. And I ended up going back like after a year of of working. And I enrolled myself into Southwark College. So I ended up doing a two-year course, a two-year two BTEC course. Because then I discovered BTEC was um, there's no there's no exams. I was like, what? There's no exams. It's just coursework. And you can pass, of, of course. I was like, yeah, that's me. Because then that's when I realized as well that I'm shit at revising. <laughs> I hated that shit. I hated having to like try to try to trying to remember stuff and making making time to like revise. It just wasn't me. So I was like, all right, I'm good at coursework. I'm good at doing practical stuff. I'm very hands on, so I'll do that. But then that was a, that was a lesson also over the two years. So I did art and design, BTEC, BTEC art and design. And within that, we did, like, different subjects within art and design. Like, graphics, fashion. It was kind of a way to discover 
what kind of things we're good at. And then with that, I was like, yeah, graphics. It was all graphics for me. So then once that happened, after those two, two years, um, that gave us the opportunity to do one more year. Um, and then after that, it was it would go on to doing... No, it was two years and then uni. Two years and then uni. So then they got us to... Uh, with our, with At the time, it was a partnered... Um, system so like people who who passed had um first had first priority at going to Greenwich University and I was like I might just take it that just means I get to go to uni and then yeah that was a little bit about me um education wise see I kind of just drifted off so then at this point I had stopped dancing I didn't really dance anymore at this point it was only when I was in maybe my my f- end of the first year back at college with this art and design. I started I started rolling back because I had peas as well in it. So I ended up going part time at work, um, doing like two days, and then I would do f- uh, five days at college. So I was making peas, but not as much as I used to. Um, so then that just led me to go going back into dance. Um, I ended up. Um, coming back and training with the Masters of Movement a lot of the time. Um, And that was like 2008. So I kind of stuck with it after that. So 2008 is when I really stuck stuck with dance. And I saw myself just training and, and learning a lot of things. I was hungry for a lot of it. And then I kept going and going from then. And then it got to a point where I wanted to keep teaching. I like I was making choreo, choreo and um, yeah. TK gave me my first shot at teaching, and it was teaching like so. Masters had like an open class, and that would be like on a Saturday. We used to be in Huskies, mm. and then once she gave me my shot, like at first, like because there was moments where. They um, there was something that they had because they had their core team and then they had their trainees, and then a lot of their core team. I was like, oh, I'm better than some of them. Some of them are trash, isn't it? And I was just like, I don't. I'm not gonna name names, but some of them. I was like, oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a better choreographer than that. I can make up like better choreography. So then, there was a point where it's like, oh, some people were kind of just pushing pushing it, and they were like, oh, you should watch Paul's choreo, and I was like, oh shit, and she was like, oh okay. So then ended up doing it she gave me feedback she gave me like certain feedback do this and that things like that and i was like all right cool took those notes on board and then when i came back for the next one i made something fire just just like fire and then from there i started teaching more and i started getting um privileges within masters of movement at the time I started becoming like a core member and then Huskies closed down at some point for like a good year and no one was like, oh, what do we do? Where do we go train? And no one wanted to go Pineapple because Pineapple was dead. No one wanted to pay £4 to get into the building or £2 if you like, if you were under 16. So it was long and then TK ended up getting Studio 68 2010 and... Yeah, I started teaching more. 
um, during that time. And there was a lot more different things happening in between that all. Like running the kids group at the time with Louise. Um, shout Shouts to her. Um, yeah, there was a lot of different things happening. Um, so yeah, so 2000 and since 2010, I've started teaching a bit more and I've grown since then. And I've been teaching at 68 since 2010. So that's what, a good nine years or so. Um, yeah, and I've always fallen in love with teaching. I think for me, teaching is, I get more fulfillment and enjoyment from teaching because I, it's getting people to see, it's getting my getting students that come to class, watching them grow, like if they come consistently, and it's like, oh, I helped you get to that. And that's a, that's a pretty dope feeling. Or even just seeing people like, uh, walk away enjoying it and having fun because i started this like i don't know if you understand if you realize but i started dancing because it was more fun as i said i was watching bump and grind and then all of a sudden these are people that i looked up to i was like oh and i was meeting them like years later down the line like bly bly richards is on there you had dominic lawrence smith you had um uh is it camilla oh camilla um, I think she was the one who ended up winning. I can't remember. Like, who else did I end up meeting? I remember that meeting uh, Kiza. Like, so everyone that was on that show, like, at that time, I've, I've, I've ended up meeting and just, it's just, it was so surreal for me. I was like, oh, you guys were on TV. It was like one of those, like, Star Trek moments. But, like, at this point, everyone was just kind of over it and just carried on and just, there were so many different things going on. Um... Yeah, that's a little bit about my dance journey. So, as I said, so, filming. How do I get into filming? Because that's another thing I do. Um, with filming. So, as I said, after college, um, at Southwark, doing that two-year course, graduated, and then we had a chance to go into uh, Greenwich. So, I carried on doing digital and graphic design. And that was a three-year course. So... Within that, there was a there was a section with one of our with a teacher, a really good teacher actually. He was probably my favorite. I think his name was Steve. Um, we had like a whole term with him, and he wanted us to make film and get us to understand film, and the principle of design within film. So, it was a matter of like, we could we had to like make short films. Um, and I think one of the projects at the end of that was to describe a place without sh- really fully showing it. And I ended up doing a dance um, using 68, using Studio 68. So it was, um, I wanted to describe and show a dance studio without actually be like, oh, here's a dance studio. So... It was taking a lot of close-ups and being abstract and getting creative with it. And I ended up buying a camera, my own camera, for, um, after renting one from college, from from uni, sorry. <clears throat> and I was just like, yeah, this is what, I'm enjoying this. So then having my own camera, I ended up bringing that to rehearsals and then finding like small things like an attachment to get a wider angle. And then that was kind of my journey into filming. And someone that was asking me, so my first real filming job was with um, 
this guy called Hamilton Evans. For people that know who he is. Um, <laughs> he was like, oh, I want you to film my one of my videos. I was like, ooh, yeah, I'll be down. I'll be down. He didn't pay me nothing because obviously at this time, I'm like, I'm a uni student. I'm just trying to just in, play with my camera. Um, so I ended up filming this project that he wanted to do. And at this time, it was Beyonce's um, Run the World. So he had like, bear girls. And I was like, rah. <laughs> so he ended up having, a, like, having an audition and then casting it and then filming everything. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. So during that time, that was my first real dance video. Um, edited that. He was happy with it at the time, you know, if I was to watch it now, I'd probably cringe. We probably both of us would probably cringe at it. But for that time frame, um, dance videos weren't really a thing yet. Like camera equipment and having high quality stuff wasn't really a thing yet. A lot of people weren't. Uh, there wasn't a lot of videographers. Would um, hmm. I'd say there wasn't a there wasn't. Uh, I'd say. Yeah, no, there wasn't a lot of dance videographers around, and there was videographers, but I I don't think anyone was very specific, specifically specific for, I don't think any of them were specific for uh, for the dance world, I don't think any of them were very specific towards dance or focused a lot mainly on dance. Um, that's kind of kind of how I got into into filming for dance so as i said through hamilton evans shout outs to you um probably not gonna even hear this anyways so um that's just a bit of history with me on that um next question what was my next question um how I got into filming? Ah, one of my best jobs. What's been my one of my best? So I have a few. So as as a as a videographer, if that's what you want to call me, um, there's obviously different things I'd want to achieve and different goals. I'd say like do like filming music videos, um, ads, campaigns, um, going on tours working with artists on the tour kind of thing. I feel like there's there were so many different things that I wanted to tick off and and I feel like I've ticked off quite a few of those. So I can't really say like what's been my best job. Um definitely a highlight for me was uh so last year, two thousand eighteen, I I booked a a an American tour, I wanna say. A US tour working with Rina Sawayama. Shouts to you. Um she is a um she is more like a pop a pop artist, I would say, in today's world, if you want to put her into that kind of category of music genre. Um I managed to to get into working over. So I managed to work hmm, so I managed so so thankfully, I got onto that. I, uh, so thankfully, I got onto that job um, shortly after leaving um, Studio Sixty Eight because I kind of set set a platform, uh, not a platform, I'd say, 
I'd say I made I created a stepping stone for Studio Sixty Eight in terms of their production and their media, their social media kind of promotion and marketing. Um, having classes being filmed every day, um, and then posting and having them po- being posted on the so on the Instagram for people to see because at that time, um, people were only like filming from the phones, and people were only like. And people were having to get, or not having to get, um, and teachers were having to book videographers to f- uh, film their classes and then wait weeks or months until like that class video was edited and pushed out for people to see. Um, so I just kind of thought, why not be one of the, the, f- the first studios in London to do that? Um, and as it stands, I don't think anyone else is doing it that way because it's a lot of work. Um, every week, every day. Um, luckily, um, that studio only has two studios, so it's easy, kind of easy to to juggle. Um, filming end of classes, but anyways, yeah. Um, so once I left them, I had managed to work with Rena, so that's one of my favorites. Got to travel around a lot of the US places I have never been before, before like Chicago. San Francisco, um, I've been to LA, so but it was always good going to LA, uh, New York, New Jersey, those are places I had never ever visited before and thankfully because of work um, and filming is how I got there, uh, another, what's another one for me, I'd also say I worked earlier with Josh Kinsella. 91 films if you guys know of him um on on a campaign for max factor um he brought me on as a dit um yeah so that's been fun working on well, it was fun working with that because uh, promotions and stuff has started coming out recently for the products that was used on that campaign what else I did a project with Odd Venture and um, Josh Kinsella as well was on that on that job with us. So all three of us. So that's Odd Venture, 91 Films and been jamming on one shoot, which is pretty incredible. It's, there's been quite a few. And even like getting flown out to like different countries to film workshops and stuff. That's always That's always a fun one as well. Uh, music videos. Ah, there was one. There, uh, there was one fun vi- music video I did. It was uh, your typical rap, rap music videos. Girls in bikinis around the pool. Um, this is this is like in LA. Shout out to Mike Dones for putting me on that one. Um, I was just the BTS guy filming it all the behind the scenes of of the of the shoot. Um, that was a fun one. That that that's actually how it goes down on the sets. Um, so that was an experience for me. Uh, what other, what else? I don't I can't think of anything else at the moment off the top of my head. Um, in terms of a shoot, I mean, I also enjoy just like working with certain um choreographers, um, in just creating their visions and just bringing that to life. Do you know what I mean? 
Um, I think of recently one of my fra- my favorites this year. I would say uh, was working with Guy Salim. Mm, I've been we were doing quite a few few videos so far. I think we've done like three to four videos, I believe. Uh, with more to come, more pending. Um, yeah, for me being a a dancer too, it also helps just understanding what's going through their head and how I can also help create their their whatever they've come up with and take it to a step for take it a step up like level up because sometimes they might not know what exactly would work best on camera and sometimes on camera just things just need to look more visual than just throwing it out there like that so things might have to get adjusted so then it looks better on camera making sure that at certain angle captures it the right way and does does it justice so yeah i would say that's also one of my highlights. I wouldn't say it was like a best, one of my best film, like best pieces of work. To be honest with you, I can't name like a piece of work that I'm completely happy with. I'm a perfectionist. What can I say? There's always just that mm, I could do, I could have done that better, and that just kind of goes for everything I've I've worked on. Whether that's even just like choreography as well, trying trying to tie that up with dance, like. I look back and like, oh yeah, I'm happy with it. And then I look back at like a next day or or a week later, man, mm, that shit. I just want to change that. I don't. I wish that never existed, kind of thing. But no, yeah, um, yeah, I can't really tell you what my best um, filming job was. But yeah, what else to talk about myself, Mister Paul Chapman? Uh, relationships. Do I really want to get into relationships? Uh, I mean, I I am single at the moment. Um, single, ready to mingle, holla at your boy, what are you telling me? <laughs> um, my last relationship was a long distance relationship. Do I believe they work? They can, to a certain degree. Not for not forever. I wouldn't say a long distance relationship is something that you should carry on forever, ever, forever, ever. Definitely have like an end goal to try get together and be in the same place at the same time eventually so at the end of every show i usually ask my guest a few questions uh, would you rather questions and i actually have some prepared for myself uh, which is a bit weird because i'm like on the only one on on this right now <laughs> but anyways and i'm probably going to do another one like by myself anyways because you guys just kind of want to know what's what, what's popping and you guys are very nosy i like to know a lot of drama from what I've noticed in the feedbacks and what what you guys have been telling me, you're like, yeah, I've listened to your podcast. I was like, oh, really? I didn't know you. You know, okay. So, question number one: Would you rather KFC or Jollibee? Jollibee, one hundred percent, always. Yeah, I know KFC is alright, but Jollibee all the way. If you don't know what Jollibee is, Jollibee is like a Filipino version of KFC, but it just tastes better. And instead of having, I mean, you can get like chicken and chips. But, like, we like it Asian-style, chicken and rice, with some gravy. Boom. Tell me. Talk to me about that, yeah? Go visit Jollibee. There's one in London. I was caught. It's down there. Come. You just see hella Filipinos in there. Aunties, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews. They're all up in there. Question number two. Oh. Oh. Bagel King. Or Nando's. Bagel King. 
all day, every day. I want to say every day, but all day, at least. Uh, football or basketball? Oof, that's hard because I played both and I love both. But as of right now, I'm very much more into basketball. So I'm gonna have to say, b-ball, basketball. Uh, red or yellow? Ooh, both are my favorite colors right now. I wear both of them heavily. I'd have to say red, red, team red, team Scorpio. What are you telling me? Uh, question five: Big boobs or big bum? Oh, nah, I'm a bum guy. I like I like a big ass, big ass, 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 ass. Indeed. Question number six: Teleport, fly. I'd rather teleport since I can be there. Like I, the flying, <clears throat> the flying would be cool, but you still have to travel. Do you know what I mean? You still have to. Like sometimes, you, so like there's this days where you just don't want to even go through the journey. Like you have, you have to. I know, like, I know ideally we have to go from A to B, from one destination to the next. But that journey in between, sometimes I just can't even be asked for it. Like, sometimes I just want to be at, like, where I need to get to. So teleport all day. Um, and last question. Food or sex? Oh, I don't know about that one. I don't know if I can answer that one. Because I love both. Maybe just have food while you're having sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all done that, the, the Nutella chocolate kind of kind of thing, no? No? Just me? <laughs> it's probably just me. Um, no, I'm lying. No, I heard, I heard about some of you freaks out there. When I mentioned, I remember mentioning that to, uh, to some people and they were like, yeah, I've done that too. Yeah, Nutella chocolate. Mm. Someone was like, yeah, I've heated it up a little bit. So it's warm. I was like, Rah, I'm going to do that next time. But that next time hasn't come yet for me. Anyways, um, hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast and learning a little bit me, a, li- a little bit me, what, 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 a little bit more about me. I feel like I haven't gone into too much detail. Like I feel like there's a lot more missing on the timescale, um, but I can always do another one of these and continue that on the next time, on the next space, on the next run. Um, but stay tuned for the next episode after me um i'm pretty sure we're gonna have a really dope guest i really know who it is but i'm not gonna tell you because you guys have to come back and find out who the next person is um but you can find me on the on the grams um at it's chapman 28 i believe no yeah i took out the underscore because that was a bit long it's at it's chapman 28 that is my personal instagram uh, you can find a lot of my work on there, dance and filming. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If you need to subscribe, so you know you get your updates of when the next episode comes out and uploaded, that will be great. Um, until then, peace out, A Town down, and thank you for listening to Spill the Tea. Oh, follow in follow the Instagram too. You know what I mean. At we spill the tea, cause we spill the tea about who is around and what people do, and any drama in between. So pinkies up, peace. <laughs>